Hey, my friend, it's Julie Clef here, your life and grief coach. Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast. I'm grateful to be here with you today to sit in this space and be, be in the grief and be in the healing to create space for peace and to share hope for rebuilding your life one small step at a time. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 158 all the emotions. Last week, we talked about joy and cultivating joy. We lose our sense of joy and happiness and grief. It shakes up our world. And then it's like we have to recreate or re-engage the joy muscle when we move through grief and get to that place where we're trying to remember what joy feels like. One of my clients today mentioned the idea of habits. And I've I've thought a lot about how when we experience depression, you know, having had family members who have experienced depression, having experienced it myself, situational depression because of grief, I realized that these emotions that kind of become predominant, like grief, depression, um, just the sadness, the shame, the guilt, they become a habit. And then when we, what I've noticed in people is then when they, they start to take, let's say they start to take medication that helps them with their depression, the habits linger. So it's kind of this dual thing where, when we move through grief, for example, then we get to to the place where we're doing better. Sometimes we we still have to get in there and break loose those habits. But I'm actually not going to be talking about habits today. But I just want to bring up that we can create habits that are formed due to overwhelming emotions that then once we get kind of past the overwhelming emotions and we're dealing with our emotions, we have to get involved in breaking up the habits that were formed when we were having those overwhelming emotions. But that maybe that's a topic for another day. Our emotions, in the meantime, you know, before we we've, uh, get involved in, and we start to be more intentional about feeling those emotions like joy, our emotions are all over the place. In grief, our emotions are all over the place. And we tend to label them just like grief. And grief becomes this huge basket that we throw in all the painful emotions, the overwhelm, the numbness, the the guilt, the shame, the sadness, the loneliness, the frustration, the anger. All of that, all those emotions just get thrown into this big basket that we've labeled, that we've labeled grief. And if you pull up an emotions wheel and look at all the negative emotions listed, during grief, it's pretty common to uh, identify with so many of these, those emotions, like I just mentioned, so many emotions. And I pulled up the emotions wheel just today. I just went on and I just searched emotions wheel. 
and I just pulled up a random emotions wheel. And this was quite interesting. I've seen different emotions wheel, and this one was quite interesting because if you're familiar with the wheel, it's got the, the center, the hub of the wheel tends to have kind of those general emotions. Like, for example, the seven general emotions that are on this wheel are bad, fearful, angry, disgusted, sad, and happy. And as I look at those, I think this one is particularly interesting because these general categories are quite, quite interesting, like surprised. And then they broke surprised into some emotions that we might categorize as good or, you know, positive emotions and some emotions that we would categorize as negative or heavy emotions. So it's interesting that one category has both in it. Generally speaking, the main categories will either identify as positive or negative, but surprise has underneath it things like excited, amazed, eager, energetic, and it also has emotions that you can probably identify with well with during grief, confused, shocked, disillusioned, perplexed. Those are all what we might consider negative emotions. Um, Bad, I thought, was a really fascinating general category. I don't know that I've ever seen that, and I kind of want to reword that, but I'm not quite sure what to reword it to. But See if you identify with some of these emotions in your grief, stressed, overwhelmed, unfocused, tired, apathetic, pressured. I think uh, I definitely, definitely feel like I could identify with those emotions when I was in grief. Here's another one, out of control. And what about fearful? Isn't there a lot of fear that we associate with grief, that anxiousness, feeling insecure and weak, even threatened and scared? Because the the whole world is kind of turned upside down, Um, helpless, worried, even worthless or insignificant, nervous, exposed, all emotions that we typically can relate to during grief and angry. Angry is definitely a word that we so frequently can identify in our grief. We might feel betrayed, frustrated, let down, resentful, violated, hostile, infuriated, annoyed, and numb fell under angry. I'm always interested in, you know, I see these emotion wheels and I see the way they categorized them and the way they formed them. And it, I, I just want to, I have a lot of questions. Let's just say I have a lot of questions. <laughs> I, I want to look at it and go, okay, why did you put, what was the word that I just saw? Numb under angry. I think that's a really fascinating connection. I might put numb under sad. 
But anyway, there's a lot of emotions on this wheel that we definitely feel when we're in grief, awful, horrified, hurt, depressed, guilty, despair, lonely, shamed, powerless, fragile, isolated. Boy, can't we identify with so much of that? And then on this particular wheel, and I've seen them done a couple of different ways. I've seen them where they're kind of half and half, where you'd have half of the emotions on the wheel. It's almost, you know, it's like there's a line and then maybe there's three categories above the line that we might identify with positive and below the line. There's three categories that we might identify with negative. But on this particular one, I'm looking at it, it is about 75% negative emotion and 25% what we would call positive emotion. And in grief, you know, if you think about it right now, what is what would your wheel look like? What would your wheel of your the emotions that you've experienced this week look like? I've encouraged this before, but I'll encourage it again. It's worthwhile to pull up an emotions wheel and have, you know, print that out, have that available to you to look at. Because a lot of times we just want to say, I'm sad, or I feel bad, or I feel angry. And there is a lot, a lot of good, a lot of understanding that comes from looking at a wheel and being more specific and identifying our emotions. Because negative emotions definitely become the predominant feelings during grief. Don't you agree? And the happy feelings that we feel during grief are just a sliver of our experience. And we can tend to reject the happy emotions. But as I look at this particular wheel, and I know you can't see it, I'm looking at it, but you can't see it. As I'm looking at this particular wheel, I can see that the emotions, some of the emotions that are listed here are some of the emotions that we maybe, maybe you're wanting to move towards. And some of these emotions are the actual emotions that will assist in moving through grief. And let me just name four. Hopeful. Hope is key to moving through grief because it's the hope that we feel that allows us to consider the possibilities of feeling better, moving through grief and healing. Thankful is another one. When we can get to the end of the day and acknowledge the hard, difficult, painful emotions of that day, but also see what there is to be thankful for, it will help to start to balance the grief a little. When we can start to see the things to be thankful for, it opens our eyes to 
the possibility that that there are still things to live for, that there are still reasons to feel and express happiness and love. Interested. This is another really curious, well, I don't know if I say curious, but this is another what we would call happy emotion that can help to move us forward in our grief. In other words, if we can start to identify things that we are interested in, if we can open our mind, interest can be super powerful. And one of my favorites is curious. When we get curious about our emotions, we get curious about our experiences instead of judging our emotions and judging our experience. Boy, there's some huge power in getting curious, huge, huge power in doing that. So how can you use these quote unquote happy emotions to help you through the difficulty of grief? How can you use hopeful, thankful, interested, and curious? The reason I called this episode All the Emotions is I I just want to acknowledge how overwhelming grief is and how many emotions that we experience in this time of grief. That if you experience a wide range of emotions, if you feel yourself really being pulled by all the negative emotions, you're not alone. You're not alone. And all those emotions start feeling like a whole lot of overwhelm and numbness. One of the things that prompted me to talk about this today is I had. So my friend, Julie Hawks, created this card deck. It's called the Emotions Card. Um, Sorry, it's called Emotion Cards. And the name of her business is Life Balance. And her emotion cards have a, like half of the emotions on the cards are, again, what we would call positive and half of them are what we call negative. But I, I pulled a card from her deck and the card is numb. Now that is a an emotion, well, on this particular, like I just said a minute ago, on this particular emotions wheel, numb was categorized under angry, which again, I find really interesting. I think I would have put it under sad or even bad, which bad is a weird category for an emotion wheel, but that's okay. Anyway, I guess, you know, we're used to saying I feel bad, but um, at any rate, I loved her card because it says numb. And then she always offers a reframe, a reframe or an affirmation, a reframe from the numbness. I can feel broken and still be whole. And I just love that thought because Listen to what the way this is worded. I can feel broken. And I want you to consider that that you're never truly broken. You're always whole. 
we can definitely feel broken. We can feel shattered. We can feel that, you know, the world is turned upside down. But in so many and powerful ways, you are still whole. Here's the rest of the reframe. My heart is spacious enough to hold everything I feel and everything I am. Now, the other fascinating part about this particular thought is that I had a, an appointment today with the client that I'm working with. And we talked about this idea of separating our emotions from our thoughts. Now, our thoughts really, really can inform our emotions. So when I have a thought that it's terrible that it's raining today, then how am I going to feel? I'm going to feel discouraged. I'm going to feel annoyed. I might feel even furious if I had plans to go to an amusement park and now it's pouring rain and that, you know, and I'm feeling like there's no way I'm going to be able to have a good time. That thought is informing my emotions. Now, it could be raining and I could think, oh, isn't it wonderful that it's raining and that the earth and the trees and the plants are are being watered and so we're going to enjoy this nice lush greenness the next few days because of the rain. okay so our thoughts can inform our emotions then also our emotions can inform our thoughts so when we're when you're experiencing grief you might have a memory come up You might see something, you might hear something that prompts, that really engages the grief, like you really put you in that place of sadness or confusion or, right? So you, there's, there's something that brings up the sadness in you or the loneliness or the hurt feelings, the betrayal that you felt. Then what happens too often is that then we get into those emotions of the betrayal or the sadness or whatever those feelings that we're feeling. And then that creates more thoughts about what is happening. And those thoughts escalate the emotion. And then we find ourselves like we often say, going down the rabbit hole and getting stuck in this elevated emotion and getting stuck in ruminating thoughts. So one of the things that that we talked about today was this idea of separating the thoughts and the emotions. And one way that we can stop the escalation is to is to take a moment to, because we talk about feeling our feelings. And I remember, you know, in my grief, after my kids died, going, what does that mean to feel your feelings? Like, really, what does that mean? Like, how am I supposed to do that? I'm feeling my feelings. Because here was my thought. Maybe you've had this thought too. I'm feeling my feelings all the time. I'm like, all I can feel is sad. All I can feel is despair. All I can feel is 
unhappiness and and this shame and this guilt and you know that's all I'm feeling. So when people say feel your feelings, what does that mean? And what is the value in that? And there is value in feeling our feelings and sitting with our feelings. And so we separate the thoughts from the feelings by recognizing that the emotions and the feelings are vibrations in our body. And so if we can go into the feeling by thinking about that feeling and going, okay, where am I feeling that in my body? What does it look like? Does, is it, does it have rough edges? Does it have a shape? Does it have a color? Where am I feeling it? What does it feel like? How am I experiencing that vibration in my body? And when you go into the physical experience, then you're separating the emotion that's been triggered from the thoughts that you may be tempted to be ruminating in. And this takes practice, takes a lot of practice. It's worth doing. It's worth going in and going, okay, where am I feeling this? What does it feel like? Where is this emotion in my body? Is it in my chest? Is it in my gut? Am I feeling it in my head? Where am I feeling it? Now, on Julie's, uh, and I know my name's Julie too. <laughs> She's going to do an interview with the uh, with me on the podcast here pretty soon, which will be fun. Um. On, on this card, she offers an action step. So remember, the card is numb. And the, the affirmation or the reframe is, I can feel broken and still be whole. My heart is spacious enough to hold everything I feel and everything I am. And the action step, which I love, is, and I'm just going to read what she says here. Reconnecting to your physical body is an essential step to feeling alive. So when we feel numb, a lot of times we feel numb because we're overwhelmed by emotion. So we shut down all the emotion and we feel numb. And we're separated from our physical body. We're separated from our life force. So she says, practice deep breathing. Breathe in slowly to the count of five. Pause. Breathe out slowly to the count of five. Do this five times. Kind of like a meditation, isn't it? It's just slowing everything down and connecting to our body. As you breathe in, imagine breathing peace into your body. On the out breath, imagine exhaling pain and negativity out of your body. This is a beautiful exercise if you're feeling overwhelmed or numb. And the journal prompt is, what caused my heart to break? And what do I need to heal? So those questions might be a little big, but consider those questions and really doing a journal dump so that you're releasing what happened and what you need to heal. I'm going to give you just a couple other examples of what's in this deck. I pulled a couple more cards, again, that were on the negative side because this is where this is where I lived in grief. I definitely lived on the negative side of the emotions. 
Another one is shameful. Another emotion that we feel frequently in grief. And here's her reframe. I accept that I am imperfect and human. I release shame and guilt and make space for love. And another emotion, defensive. Oh, so often I feel defensive when I feel pain. And the reframe is, I accept myself, even though sometimes I make mistakes. So I love these cards. I love love really getting to know our emotions, learning to separate the emotions from the thoughts, learning how your thoughts affect your emotions and vice versa, learning how to kind of stop the escalation of emotion because things can become really blown out of proportion. and we can escalate those emotions into extreme exaggeration. So if we go into a place of thinking about all of all of the problems that we have from a place of escalated emotion, we are going to exaggerate our circumstances. So think about what emotions that you're experiencing. Think about how you can separate the emotions by going into your body and focusing on the experience in your body, which will help you to de-escalate those emotions because as you focus on them, you will start to feel them de-escalate and start to move through and dissolve. And then that really gives you that separation between the emotions and the thoughts. Okay, I just want to remind you that you can join the True Hope Club at buildalifeafterloss.com slash join. There we go deeper. There you get the love and the support that you need and want during this time of pain and grief. Looking forward to seeing you there. Have a wonderful week. Remember, I believe in you. Love you.